Just a reminder that following our service, we will have our congregational business meeting. And uh, it's going to be a celebration of what God is doing and what God has done. Amen. The text of my message this morning is from John chapter 14. The title of this message is right out of the words of Jesus, the way, truth, and the life. Verse 1 of chapter 14 of the Gospel of John. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so... Would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the place where I am going. Verse 5, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Verse 6, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Somebody say, through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. You do know him, and you have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. And Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you for such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to our understanding and inspiration. In this passage in the Gospel of John, we find Jesus with his disciples gathered closely around. It is in the days just before his arrest and his cruel death. But verse 1 says, let not your heart be troubled. The disciples had every reason to be troubled. They had every reason to be troubled. Jesus had just told them what was about to happen. That one of them was a traitor. That one of them would deny him. And that he would leave them that night. All of this would legitimately trouble the disciples. Yet Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Reminds me of some words we've said a lot these last couple of months. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled. So, What's the antidote to the troubled heart? 
What's the, what's the aspirin for the troubled heart headache? It's belief in God. Look at this verse. Not only, not only do not let your heart be troubled, but believe in God. You believe in God. He gives the antidote to the troubled heart here, the cure, the solution to a troubled heart is belief in God. And therefore, belief in Jesus. Jesus was surrounded by these young men that he had taught and he nurtured and he had spoken life into them. And now he's sharing with them the, the, the troubling things that are about to happen. No surprise that they were troubled, amen? But he says, believe in God and believe in me. But he's going to tie those together toward the end of this passage in a remarkable, un almost unfathomable way. And I'll, I'll give you a sneak peek, and we read it. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. It's interesting how relationships form and develop and end. I just mentioned to you that Jesus had gathered his, his closest around him, the ones he had the closest relationships with. Seems to me in this day and age that many relationships do not hold so much value anymore. That being said, many of us have and value close relationships between family and friends and even co-workers. The bonds that are formed in our lives are precious and they're long-lasting. But I've also observed that there are more and more fragile relationships between people. Relationships that can deteriorate or disintegrate at the first sign of conflict or disagreement. I fear that we don't invest our lives in, in one another like folks did at one time. The attitudes of of selfishness that we've talked about a lot around here have consequences when it comes to our friendships with each other. How wonderful and how satisfying it is to have relationships that stand the test of time and change. Ron and I have been blessed through the years to have some friendships that have stayed strong despite long distances and long periods of not being together. Then when an opportunity arises to connect personally once again, it's very special. And those conversations and catching up are wonderful times, almost like we've never been apart. You have any friends like that? It's not a shock or a surprise that Jesus' disciples were troubled at this time. Change is hard. 
and departure and separation is heart-wrenching. Jesus begins to share and instill some truths here that will help these and all of his followers to not be troubled. A little later in this chapter, we read in verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I see a theme here that we have been talking about for weeks and weeks. Do not let your heart be troubled. Do not fear. So many are living in fear today. I could stop and preach here a while, but I'll save it for another day. Suffice it to say, listen, that the peace that Jesus gives his followers is not the fragile, easily shattered peace that the world gives. My peace I give to you, not the kind of peace that the world gives. Verse 2 says, in our text, My father's house has many rooms. The King James says many mansions. If that were not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come back, and I will take you with me, so that you may be where I am. You know the place where I am going. This is a passage, friends, that has given hope to believers down through the ages. You knew this passage before I read it, didn't you? Generation after generation has gotten a glimpse of heaven to come in these couple of verses. Heaven. Eternal life with the Savior, with Jesus. But Thomas has questions. Oh my, Thomas. Thomas has questions. Look at verse 5. Look at verse 5. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Thomas has questions. Even after following Jesus, even after sitting at his feet as he taught, even after witnessing the extraordinary events and miracles, Thomas, listen, Thomas was still seeing things through earthly eyes. He was still seeing things through the perspective of this world, and he wanted to know the way. He wanted to know the direction. He wanted to know just what the plan was. How can we know the way? How can we know? It's a legitimate question this morning. How can we know? Humans have this need to know what's coming. What will happen today, next week, this year? What will happen in the years to come? It's a personal security thing. That somehow, 
But somehow we can have some control if we can only see out ahead and know what's coming. People want to know what's coming. Then, friends, Jesus makes a stunning and absolutely life-changing statement. Verse 6. Jesus answered Thomas this way. Here, Thomas, here's the answer. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Wow. Do you want to know the way? Jesus is the way. Do you want to know the truth? Jesus is the truth. He is the source of all truth. Do you want to know true life? Jesus is true life. He is the life. Listen. If you know the way, the truth, and the life in Jesus, your perspective changes from earthly to heavenly, from physical to spiritual. The need to know fades. <laughs> I said, for some, some of you need to hear this, the need to know fades. The need to control goes away. And Jesus replaces it with my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, but I give you my peace. He replaces your need to know and your need to control with his peace. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I think there are many who see Jesus as the way. The way out of their problems, out of sin and death, into heaven. I think there are fewer who see Jesus as the truth. Who, who really believe that he was the word made flesh and dwelt among us. Who really believe, listen, who really believe that he is God fewer but I believe that there are fewer still fewer yet whom Jesus is their life fewer still find Jesus as their life what a powerful statement Jesus made. And do not be mistaken here. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. There are not there are not multiple ways. There are not several. There are not a couple. There are not many ways to cure man's sin problem. Jesus is the only way. <laughs> And then stunningly, 
Amazingly, Jesus tells his father, his followers, that if they have seen him, they have seen the Father. Now, throughout the days of, of Jesus walking the roads of Galilee and of Capernaum and toward Jerusalem throughout those days and being surrounded by crowds and, and, his, and his followers and those who tagged along, he had been teaching of the kingdom of heaven. And he had been teaching in a way that they had never heard this before. Pastor Dude, they had, they had never heard anybody talk like this before. Yes, he was. He was different. And, and if you listened closely, and if you heard with ears of the Spirit, you would find out that this Jesus, this Jesus is totally different than anyone who had ever come to earth. And how about this statement? I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Pretty bold. Huh? There you go. <laughs> I was going to slide in a GPS illustration here, but I sort of decided against it. I'm reminded of Hebrews chapter 1, friends. This is one of my favorite passages in the New Testament. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. That's who Jesus is, friend. He is the exact representation of his Father. If you have seen, he said, he said, not my words, his words. If you've seen me, you've seen my Father. I want to ask you this morning, have you found him as the way? Do you understand him as the truth and the source of all truth? But the deepest, most lingering, most penetrating question of all is, is he your life? Is he your life? Do you walk in step with him? Are your thoughts tuned to him as you go through your day? Are the decisions you make based on Jesus being your life? In the midst of all the distractions of this world, in the midst of being pounded constantly by information, is he your life? I've known some folks that radiate the life of Jesus because he is their life. They live for him. They breathe for him. They're, they're, they're conscious of his presence everywhere they walk and in everything they get active in. Have you found him as the way? 
Do you understand him as the truth? And friend, is he your life? Pray with me. Father, you said, you said through Jesus that you are the way and the truth and the life. Help us, dear Lord, to follow you as the way. Help us, O oh Lord, to understand you as the truth. And O oh Lord, by your Holy Spirit, help us to see you and to live in you as our life. In Jesus' name, amen.